0: Welcome back to Off-Label Veterinary News, your source for commentary on animals, medicine, and practice life. If this is your first time, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Let's jump into a topic that we need to talk about. Why don't we just treat it for free is a question that many pet owners have for veterinarians. Let's start this discussion by reviewing a story that recently broke on the dodo. I'm a big fan of the dodo, I subscribe to their newsletter, get updates, makes me feel good about the world. Recently, a veterinarian was portrayed after he was supposed to euthanize a dog, but decided to save him instead. A five-year-old dog was presented to a veterinary clinic in South Carolina for a mass on its face. The veterinarian thought the dog was in pretty bad shape, but he also thought that he could save this dog. The owner was given an estimate for what it would cost to treat the dog and decline. She elected to have her dog euthanized. Instead of euthanizing this dog, as per the owner's request, the veterinarian had her sign over ownership to the veterinary clinic, and he proceeded to raise money and save this dog's life. Everybody likes a feel-good story, and this one certainly warms your heart. It portrays veterinarians as heroes, helping animals who can't help themselves. Now I'd like to turn your attention to another story, this time from Iowa. A man surrendered his dog to a local animal shelter and now wants to re-adopt it. The man claims he surrendered his dog to the animal shelter because he could not afford medical diagnostics and care. After the dog was relinquished to the animal shelter, they turned to social media where they raised over $5,000 to have the dog cared for. The co-director of the animal shelter said she was blown away by the community's generosity and that there was a lot of animal love out there. But maybe there wasn't love for the owner who wanted to re-adopt his pet. After he saw on social media that his dog had been cared for, he wanted to re-adopt him. The dog's original owner points out that the shelter raised money from the community so it didn't cost them anything to care for the dog. He asks, what's the harm in allowing him to get his dog back? He goes on to say that he loves his dog and only wants him back, that it was a very difficult decision to relinquish his dog to the shelter, but financially he could not afford to give it the care it needed. He also claims that the shelter indicated that the dog was going to be euthanized, not treated. As you can imagine, social media hasn't been too kind to the owner who relinquished his dog, and it raises some very interesting questions. The reason I bring these cases to your attention is because in both cases, the owners were required to relinquish or give up their pet in order to receive treatment. Which is why I ask, why don't we just treat them for free? In my clinics, we never believed in confiscating someone's pet in order to provide treatment. We provided an estimate for a variety of services and allowed the owner to make that decision. If they couldn't afford to pay and wanted us to euthanize a pet that we felt should not be euthanized, we refused. And of course, that created some tense and heated moments. But I always felt that was part of my professional responsibility, to provide the best care for the pet patients that I served and also to refuse to do things that I felt were morally or ethically wrong. In both of these cases, the original pet owners were judged as unfit. Now, the first question I have for you is, how do we make those judgments? Upon what criteria? Is it because they aren't currently vaccinated or on certain preventives? Have they not been to a veterinarian within a year? Those criteria are important. Obviously, if an animal is suffering due to neglect or harm, then the appropriate officials should be contacted. In the case of the owner wanting to re-adopt his pet from the shelter, again, what criteria are being used to judge if this person is unfit? Now, I'm not saying in either of these cases that they're wrong, I'm just saying that we as a profession need to consider these things very carefully. Ultimately, I think it confuses the public. In many instances, veterinarians go to extraordinary lengths to provide free care in certain circumstances. Yet, in others may charge thousands and thousands of dollars. You can see how this is potentially confusing to the public. If you really loved animals, you wouldn't be charging me so much money. I know how much you care for animals, therefore, please do this for free. You love money more than animals. These are just a few of the comments that have been thrown at me over the last 25 years of clinical practice. There are no easy answers to this dilemma, but we must consider carefully how we interact with the public and what messages do we send. I believe that if an owner relinquishes a pet to have it treated, they must truly care for that pet. Imagine how heartbreaking it must be to sign over your pet to someone else just so it can be treated. Imagine the judgment and shame that you may feel from our profession. I believe that if you're going to treat an animal for free, you should consider not confiscating the pet in return. If you believe the animal is suffering or is neglected or harmed in any way, notify the officials. If you're gonna seek fundraising and outside assistance, simply tell the owner. My only question is, should we be confiscating these animals? Should we as veterinarians be judging whether or not a person should have that pet? These are tough questions with no easy answers, but it's a discussion we should be having because ultimately I believe this is confusing pet owners. How do you handle these situations? Do you have owners sign over and relinquish animals to you in order to provide free treatment? If so, how do you judge whether or not that person is fit to care for that animal? Have you notified officials when you've been concerned that animal neglect or abuse is occurring? It's only by critically analyzing our actions and sharing our perspectives that we can solve problems such as this. My goal is the same as yours. I want to do everything in my power to eliminate economic euthanasia of the pets I love to serve. This is why I work so closely with many animal charities. I'm a strong advocate for pet insurance and I do everything in my power to educate the public on proper pet care. The reality is we must charge a fair price for our veterinary professional services. This doesn't mean that we provide inferior quality, but we also need to make sure that we're able to work within individuals' budgets. Being a veterinarian is challenging. Keeping up with advances in medicine and surgery, effectively communicating with clients and colleagues, and dealing with a patient who can't directly communicate their problems to us. Add to that mix tensions around money and finances and quality of life and how you yourself can have a life outside of our profession makes this a very unique profession. I know that this is a contentious topic, but it's one that we don't talk about as a profession. This is a topic that should be discussed within organized veterinary medicine, at continuing education opportunities, and finally, in your treatment area of your local clinic. This dilemma is real, and the consequences are potentially significant. As our profession grows and evolves, issues around cost of care and ownership will become paramount. Let's keep this conversation going. Share with your friends and family on social media. Talk about it with your professional colleagues. And finally, ask some of your trusted clients what they feel about this topic and where some of those boundaries should be. Thanks a lot for listening to my thoughts. Now, I'd like to hear yours. Well, that's it for another edition of Off-Label Veterinary News. If you like content like this, be sure to hit that subscribe button and ding the bell so you'll be notified when content like this drops on your internet doorstep. Until next time, keep living that off-label life. Bye!